Welcome back, mere mortals, to another edition of the book reviews. And today, boy oh boy, do I have a nice book for you. It is 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson. Now, I'm going to call it out straight away at the beginning around what this book is and what it isn't and where I stand with it as well, because I was very unaware, knowing who Jordan Peterson is, of how much hate he has gotten. So, a little bit of research going behind this book. If you look at the Google searches that Jordan Peterson has had on his name between 2008 to 2016, I think it was, he was basically... Nobody really knew him. He, he was known for his personality test. Uh, Jordan himself is a, um, a doctor from Canada. Um, and, you know, people would say that you wouldn't have known him before then. And in 2016, it sort of came out uh, with, um, it was around the time where this book came out as well. But he was putting out a lot of content, a lot of media around what was happening in Canada. Uh, I won't get actually into all the politics and discussions around that because I personally don't really care to talk about those sort of things. But if you're thinking, uh, coming into this book with all of those ideas or these thoughts of who Jordan Peterson is or what I've read online, I'd probably say just sit back and read it for what it is. So a little summary on uh, the actual book itself that I really liked. I'm going to borrow this from Melanie Reed. She says, um, if you peel back the verbiage, the cerebral preening, if you like. You're left with a hardline self-help manual or self-reliance, good behavior, self-betterment, and individualism that probably reflects Peterson's childhood in rural Canada in the 1960s. Um, and the book is just that, right? So it's a, it's a an eclectic mix of his personal anecdotes as well as the accounts of some of his a- academic work and a lot of the information that he has learned from a lot of the great books from back in there, from Nietzsche, from uh, Dostoevsky, from a lot of others. So he obviously pulls this through in this particular book. How would I try to explain to someone what this book is, right? So it's a, it's a little bit of self-help, of course, because it's 12 rules for life. It's what you'd expect. But it's uh, written in a way, uh, and I've, if you want to go back and check out uh, Joseph Campbell's uh, Hero with a Thousand Faces. So it's it's written somewhat in that manner, but it is more compact than that book. And I really enjoyed that. So in uh, Joseph Campbell's book, you know, it's very, very long-winded way to get to a particular point uh, using a lot of stories and theology to bring back together uh, the point at hand. But here in the 12 Rules of Life, he's able to do this in a much more compact uh, and insightful way. And because he's able to bring in those anecdotes around his exact way that he's um, looked at clients and obviously he's a practicing uh, physician, he's able to integrate them into here. Now, as I sort of said in the outset, he does bring it into his particular view. So a lot of these views is um, by nature of how Jordan was raised and what he has seen and the great books that he um, has read and obviously uh, has, his, has his knowledge and his expertise from. So you'd say he's very right-wing leaning uh, as opposed to left-wing leaning. But again, if you cut through the actual book itself, you find a lot of good stuff. So the actual structure of the book, you won't be surprised to know this, but it is uh, 12 rules, basically. So surprise if you didn't know that. Uh, there's a little bit of a... A summary as you normally will. Uh, a couple of the rules, I'm going to read them out just because it's probably insightful to know what they are. Some of them won't make sense and I'll sort of get into it. So they're stand up straight with your shoulders back. Ah, self-explanatory. Treat yourself uh, like someone you are responsible for helping. Rule three, make friends with people who want the best for you. Rule four, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. Rule five, do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. Rule six, Set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. Rule seven, pursue what is meaningful, not what is expedient. Rule eight, 
tell the truth or at least don't lie. That's a big one. Rule nine, assume that the person you listen to might know something you don't. Mm-hmm. 10, be precise in your speech. Rule 11, and this is the big one. If you if you want to know why Jordan was both uh, loved and hated, it's rule 11. Do not bother children when they are skateboarding. And I'll touch on that particular rule um, as a, with a little quick glimpse. And rule 12, pet a cat when you encounter one on the street. So uh, laid out in that way. Obviously, Jordan's able to incorporate all that information that he's learned from um, many, many years, obviously, uh, practicing and from learning from some of the greats and being able to really realize, you know, he was, for a better word, he was quite afraid of what happened through the Cold War, afraid and uh, with quite open eyes around what could actually happen. His Some of the biggest things, and he talks about this in not just this book, but a lot of the books. And if you listen to a lot of the interviews with Jordan Peterson, you know, the the great atrocities that happens in the 19th century uh, and 20th century. So it was, you know, uh, Stalin, uh, Mao, Hitler, you know, and the amount of um, killings, obviously the amount of uh, horrific things that happened and how easily that could also occur and the malevolence of individuals uh, and people as well, you know, to enact such things. It's not a rarity. It's almost uh, looking at it the opposite way of, you know, it's quite amazing that not a lot of more people are as malevolent as they could be, right? Um, so talking, talking through those, those particular rules, um, I just want to touch on you know each one individually and some of the little call-outs that I found. So sitting up straight with your shoulders back, a lot of people have hated on um, Jordan's view here of, of lobsters and, and hierarchy. So how the male lobsters uh, demonstrate some some hierarchy in place that you know, predates uh, humanity at large and just the ability of you know, posturing yourself in the correct way actually can enact uh, a lot of positive things in your day-to-day life. So take it as as that, and maybe not in in the other way. So remember, you got to cut through cut through some of these uh, views as well if you want to get the learnings out of it. That that might apply to you. Um, just skipping ahead, having a look at some of the other ones, making friends with people who want the best for you. Um, Jordan really touched on a couple of points where you know he he hang around a lot of people where uh, he was living and growing up with people who probably didn't want the best for him um and and through the story it doesn't make it you know distinctly clear but you can see that he moves away from those people and that path that he was going in life because they not that they were i guess they were truant they weren't you know completely negative and being criminal but you know they were getting close and so it's forming being with people who want the best for you um, because equally, you know, the group that you surround yourself and your network is really what determines who you are. Um, so uh, you, you've heard in other ways, the network is your net worth. Um, you, know, you, you are who you are, um, your closest five friends are, your closest five groups. Uh, they're all pretty true for a particular reason, right? Um, some of the other ones there, just going through, set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world and telling the truth, or at least in line. So I'm just pairing these two rules here. Um, why do I pair them? Because I suck at these two. So what about telling the truth or at least don't lie? Uh, not not this much that I lie, but I just find telling the, the exact truth where it's a white lie, whether it's a funny lie, man, I suck at that. So reading through this particular rule, I thought, yes, I enjoyed reading through all this and, and the reasons behind even white lies, even just normal lies, just how that can set uh, events in order that can play out to be much more, you know, it, it can... I guess in this particular explanation was just when you start telling a little lie that goes into a next lie that bubbles up and bubbles up and that's how you see massive chaos occur, massive malevolence, massive um, evil in the world that might occur or be led to occur because people let lies continue. So when I saw it that way, I thought, 
man, okay, maybe my lies are not getting us to that point, but you know, in any case, I should try to tell the truth a lot more. And then that's setting your house in perfect order before criticizing the world. So even before being jealous, before throwing those rocks to other people, right? Oh man, you should you should iron your shirt because you're like shit. How about I set my house in order and criticize myself first? Get that correct. Stop telling lies and move on forward. Um, but rule eleven: so do not bother children with their skateboarding. Uh, I'm gonna summarize that particular rule because obviously what a lot of people thought about and you know you could go into extremes and say Jordan uh, is you know being positive to the patriarchy and look I think you can take it in that way and whether you believe that he in his heart of hearts that's what he believes and he sees it's a you know pro-male um, he hates feminists whatever you want to call it look I've listened to interviews of Jordan himself uh, and he kind of comes out saying, you know, he doesn't understand why people attack him so much. He's just his particular views. Do you agree with them? Do I agree with them? Look, in the end, I don't really care. What I found from this particular rule was, you know, not bothering individuals to the point of making a negative outcome out of it. So, you know, the particular title and, you know, some of those titles are, are worded in, in different ways and it's just the examples that he's given. But, you know, it was all about... When children who are skateboarding and now they add those little rings that you would see at the edges of um, seats or um, concrete sort of steps so they can't actually using it. So bothering the children there means that they're going to go and deface maybe another area plus you're then bringing back down that particular area in terms of its aesthetics and what people really like about it. I, I thought, you know, from, from my perspective, it's a little bit over the line of what I would say that rule to be for me. But that's just my personal view. Of course, there's much more extreme views and I'm not particularly extreme when it comes to these ideologies or um, I guess particular viewpoints. So be as it will. So obviously what I would suggest to you is I read the full book, be be clear through it, understand what it is to you um, and try to put out the whether you think it's where you think Jordan's amazing or you think he's absolutely horrible. I'd say just pull that aside and I think you'll get a lot of learnings because ultimately Jordan's actually pulling from a lot of the great uh, historical learnings of the last couple of hundred years, plus the actual realities of life, what happened in the gulags, what happened in Germany, right? what happened in China. And he, he's able to, to link a lot of these both theologies and stories into the actual book itself. One point that I didn't touch on too much, and I'm, I'm thankful he didn't go over the top, and some people might think this, but I, I personally didn't, was the amount of Christianity and the stories of Christianity that he brings into here in the Bible. Is it there? Yes. Is it overwhelming and does it make you not want to read it? No, not particularly. And that's coming from me who I'm not a big fan of theological stories or stories around the Bible or Buddha or anything else. I'm fine with a couple of pages, but if you're getting too deep with it and you're trying to you know, uh, describe to me how the Bible uh, breaks down everything, which Jordan does in separate uh, discussions and videos if you actually want to watch that. But for me, I'm not a fan of that, but this book didn't disappoint in that manner. So I, I really enjoyed it for that thing. Um, a couple of takeaways for me uh, of the actual book that I really, really want to pull out. So um, one is if you can buy it, you generally don't have to, right? So why is this important if you sometimes just because you can do something, maybe because you're powerful, you've got the money, the status, the place in the hierarchy, you generally don't have to. Um, this probably touches on as well as uh, being able to enforce the rules with the uh, and being the most efficient as possible. So sometimes, even though you might be able to accomplish something like 
getting uh, someone who you manage to do something, but you can bite them really hard, make them work overtime, you know, almost work them like a slave and you might be able to reach sort of the right outcome. But, you know, looking forward three weeks later, you're probably gonna have a really, really unhappy employee as opposed to being able to do it in the most efficient and effective way possible with that employee and getting the same outcome. Uh, another one I wanted to pull out as well was uh, what you aim at determines what you see, folks. So let's take it for instance here, me doing a book review. Let's go a bit meta here. Now, my aim is to be able to share with you why I think Jordan Peterson's book is quite good, the 12 rules and a little bit of the quotes. If I start thinking I'm going to be talking about Jordan's ideological views, the political positions, uh, why people hated him, then I might be deviating towards that and I'm actually not talking about the book at all. So what you aim at determines what you see and that's really, really important. Um, one in there as well that I loved and whenever this sort of stuff gets talked about is comparing yourself to yesterday, not someone else today. Say that again. Compare yourself to yesterday, not someone else today. Why? So it's just a comparison thing, whether it was all the way back in the day, people comparing uh, whether you're like for me, say for instance, an example for me, uh, comparing myself to other swimmers when I used to swim, uh, perhaps comparing myself to other people's net worth, comparing myself to other IT professionals, comparing ourselves to other podcasts, to other book reviews. Comparing yourself to yesterday can be incredibly toxic to yourself, right? Those people out there, they don't give a crap. <laughs> they don't care. They're doing their own thing. And you're so busy comparing yourself to who those other individuals are that, um, you know, you're not comparing yourself to, I mean, you're not comparing you to yourself. So not someone else's today. So just because, I don't know, PewDiePie is on X amount of billion views or there's someone out there with a billion dollars, right? That's someone that's someone else's today. That's not my today. Compare yourself who you are yesterday and keep improving from that. Um, the last one I just wanted to pull out for me was recognizing that existence and limitations are inextricably linked. Now, this one is a is a tricky one because this is something that I believe in quite strongly. You see it through a couple of other books, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. Uh, Nietzsche talks about this as well. So just recognizing that in existence, and it's probably the the suffering as well, that existence and limitations are inextricably inextricably linked, folks. So the fact that if you don't have uh, limits, and the example here I'll give is, imagine if you were to able to, well, let's, let's talk about it. If you're able to give someone absolutely everything. So let's say you, you're listening to this and whatever you're wishing for, right? More money, a house, whatever, finishing your degree. I don't know. Imagine you're wishing for that, but you say, okay, I want to, I wish that that don't exist. I had no limitations. I had everything I wanted. Uh, so since she had uh, a bubbling amount of just good fortune and everything you need, you would get to a point when you've got so many things that you as a human, to be a human, to be a mere mortal, will push to find other limitations, to push the boundaries. Almost like when you're a baby, right? When you're a baby, when you're growing up, you're pushing the boundaries to see what can you do, what can't you do. When you get to a point where if you think about it like a circle and you just filled the whole circle, you just know everything about it, you've given everything, you basically can wake up, get food, whatever you, you want. You might think it might it is bliss and to me, if I'm thinking through it, probably is going to be bliss for a little bit until it isn't, until you find there is no limitations and then that's when existence ceases to exist. And as a human, we'll probably just find a way to limit ourselves. We'll find something else or we might go, oh man, I've got absolutely everything, but I don't know, I'm not a god, I can't fly. And that in itself 
builds that existent aspect and builds even the consciousness. That's another one that uh, Jordan talks about. This is not Jordan's thoughts. There's obviously many, many more thoughts before that, but the whole um, point of uh, suffering uh, leading to consciousness. And I mean, if you don't have suffering and against the whole limitations, then you have no existence of consciousness. But I won't delve deep into that because uh, as much as I might want to talk about it, I don't really know too much about it, folks. Um, so yes, 12 Rules for Life from Jordan Peterson. What's my takeaway? Man, I already pointed it out. Stop telling lies, even if it's white lies, even if it's funny lies, just knock it down. You know, I'll, uh, I'll at least once a week, I'll be talking to Karen and I'll just pull out some random lie. Like, you know, he'll be, he'll be editing. I'll say, oh man, you know, oh, I heard there's going to be an update. It's not going to work for you just to, to find some, some laughs in it to make a bit of a joke. However, is it really needed? Probably not. Might it lead to worse down the path? You betcha. And if you, if you actually go through and read the book, You'll not know that he talks about it, but there's some really clear, clever examples on how just lying and not telling the truth could have led to a really serious path. Uh, I would definitely recommend just picking up this book to read the story of the of the the biker, the biker who or an ex biker who would come all the time drunk to Jordan Peterson's room and ask uh, him for I think it was change so he can go and get more beer. And one day he decided Jordan in this case, hey, no, I've got to say no to him in a very precise, efficient way. You know, not telling the lie, but just saying, no, I'm not going to give you this money. And, you know, being prepared for what's going to happen. Sometimes some bad things going to happen. But be able to stand there, see what happens in the end. It was, a, it was a positive outcome because of telling the truth. And, you know, if he hadn't, then things might have spiraled worse and worse and worse until, you know, it comes a boundary where you might not know. So for me, that's my personal takeaway. So folks, that's been Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules from life, for Life from the Mere Mortals. What did you think? An antidote to chaos. Uh, have you read it before? Do you enjoy it? How do you find Jordan Peterson? Some people say it's uh, everyone must read 12 Rules for Life and then pass it on to a friend. I'd say I'd be getting pretty close because I actually scored this 8.5 out of 10. So... I would 100% be passing on this to other friends to have a, a read. But again, I would say in the the, the words of, oh, if I can bring it up, um, of Melanie Reed, um, peel back the vivage, the cerebral preening, and you're left with a hardline self-help manual of self-reliant book. So folks, that's it. Immortals, one out.